That's noisy, JNT. <laughs> Shall I begin? You should. Hello and welcome to another episode of Candela. I'm Alan Schaller. And I'm Christopher Hooten. And we are actually in the same room this time, uh, podcasting from London. Yeah. A question I get asked a lot, where do I like to go shooting? Where do I like to travel? So we're going to talk about that today. So, I mean, let's jump right in. This is exciting to talk about at the moment because everyone's so desperate to get around. But, um, mm. well, at the moment, where are you excited to go or get head back to? Uh, everywhere, really. I've, I've, <laughs> Anywhere I've, that I've, isn't I've, like your flat or two-mile yeah, radius. I catch myself daydreaming about things and having been archive digging, I've, I've been going through trips and being like, oh, yeah, I remember that time, you know, and then going through it and then just ending up staring, doing the thousand-yard stare, just like, oh, when can I go travelling again? But uh, I think the first place I'd like to go would is, I've got some exhibitions on it in Asia. So I, if, if possible, I'd love to go and see the end of those shows but I, I'm not sure if if that's going to be possible with quarantine rules and everything it's quite funny how everything started out out there kicked off and now they're the first ones back so like mm. people can go and see the shows but I can't um, I think I suggested we do a piece called Party in Wuhan at some point where it's just yeah. like the, the first place back to normal and just see what life is like there I'd love to do that <laughs> uh, but I don't think I'd, I'm not sure that would be a good idea as a first stop probably not no. probably not um, but Asia I mean that's a, a thing that Stephen Curry I remember in his episode he was talking about that he really loved um, where is your kind of favourite area to be and to shoot out there favourite place I've been out there is probably in Vietnam uh, in Saigon or Ho Chi Minh, I loved it there. For uh, it's got all it ticks all of the street photography boxes, which is um, well for me not necessarily in order. Uh, very important subjects, very good light, interesting architecture, uh, but also it's relatively safe and the food is amazing, and you don't really have to worry too much about um, health problems out there. Kind of get a kind of roadside cheap for and that kind of thing, don't you? Yeah, and it's just amazing. And, yeah, and you know there are some countries that are beautiful to shoot in, but very, you know, you can put yourself quite easily at risk physically through what you're eating, which which kind of always taints a trip for me if I can't if I can't yeah, relax. It's kind of a, a vital kind of a fundamental thing to not be throwing your guts up while you know it's crucial to any successful bit of shooting. I, I, I yes, yeah, so, well, any endeavor in general, um, but. <laughs> I've found, yeah, there are some places that are, you know, some like European cities often are just a little bit tame and, mm. you know, very homogenous and, you know, all the high streets are the same, the districts are the same. I mean, this is generalising a lot, but it's like that in England, for example, a lot of the time. Um, it is. And, and what is and, it about, like, because I've, I've, I've not really spent much time in Southeast Asia, but I hear a lot of people say that, you know, Thailand is great and everything, but I hear a lot of people talk about Vietnam and to some extent Cambodia and Laos as well. Why do you mm. think, why particularly do you think Vietnam is like so interesting to you? Um, it's hard to describe. It's just a very, very beautiful place and uh, very friendly people as well. Just like I said, it's just like it kind of ticks everything. I guess um, friendly people is also an important criteria. Th- Thailand, Thailand was amazing and I've, been, I've spent quite a lot of time in Thailand, like quite a few weeks uh, over you know if you added them all up and uh but it, it's it's kind of like it feels like it's more set up for tourism and and you know places like bangkok and phuket and even chiang mai to a degree was were, were just very you could tell that they were looking for uh, tourism 
uh, my favourite bit of Thailand was the was the middle bit, the, the national parks, which are kind of completely sparse and empty, and not many people go to go there. They either go to the north or or the south or to the islands to do that full moon thing. Mm. And the full moon party is obviously just not 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 great. Uh, mm. It's great if you're eighteen and you want to take mystery narcotics out of a bucket uh, <laughs> like they do. Uh, but it's, it's really mystery narcotics is like my funk band. So I'm performing <laughs> yeah. But I guess it. I guess it. It depends really on like your style of photography, isn't it? Because there are some people for whom like being able to go and capture the the tourism in kind of a sort of slightly ironic way is going to be useful in Thailand. Whereas like. I guess broadly, you're more interested in going and finding, you know, really kind of authentic life and stuff. So it's just different yeah. strokes, different folks in that sense. Yeah. Uh, some people love, like Martin Parr loves the whole uh, just, you know, tourism and just like, he seems to take quite a lot of pictures that are just uh, almost... Frowning on the human race a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know, like in Venice, it'll just be like fat tourists with like ice creams or, or something yeah. like that. I don't know. You, you, <laughs> I, I don't like doing that kind of thing. Um, I, I I prefer to just... It's not like, a, you know, the, you hear some people who are like, oh, you know, a place like Cuba, oh, God, you know, I hope that it doesn't change. I hope it doesn't get westernised. And it's like, well, you know, maybe it's good for the people there if it, is, if it does change a bit and it isn't so run down and, and doesn't look so decrepit like it mm. does. You know, yes, it is fascinating and, and there is a beauty to it. But it's not great for people living there, and you know what? This is like this is. I think this is really super interesting, and it's like completely off off topic in a way. But um, I think because I'm obviously I'm, I'm so interested in Americana and are interested in like consumerism and a lot of the photos I like involve it. But I think there's a real like fine line, an important line between being able to look at it with a slight critical view and mm. just being completely derisory and stuff. But there, there are a lot of you know I'm thinking like almost in a soul lighter or Stephen Shaw kind of way where there are these little American moments and sometimes they involve, you know, a cheeseburger or things that seem like a little bit like, you know, shallow or very kind of evocative of that, that side of America, but they still feel warm and have that, they have a sense of warmth to it in some way. Mm. Um, And I think that's important. I think often for me when the shots are just like, you know, look at this really crass, kind of like consumerism that I don't know on an artistic level it doesn't like excite me that much but yeah slight segue no I, I totally agree with you I mean I, I like to think that when I travel somewhere I, I like to think that I, I could find some pictures that I couldn't possibly take in London back home so if I'm just knocking out shots you know for flown like halfway around the world to a place I want to experience something different and expand my vision or expand the portfolio in a way that you know, links to other things, but isn't just treading the same ground, you know, like, it'd be quite easy just to find, you know, an escalator somewhere in New York and just knock out the same shot that I'd done in London. Mm. And, you know, without the caption, you wouldn't know where the hell, you know, which, where it was. And it's, it's not even actually important where it is with that, with this picture like that. Um, so it's nice to, to try and find something about the culture. And, and, and that's what, I get really into is that, you know I'm not I'm not there like learning the language or anything or going that deep into it but it's nice to try and figure out what's different about this place and even from your own kind of layman's point of view you know I, I've you know if you spoke to a local they might be like oh that's just a thing that we see every day but for you know if you've never been there before and you, you notice something different that can that often sparks really good pictures mm-hmm. um so I try, it's, it's a mixture of like not, I, I don't tend to research places too much because 
for you know one like like for example I, I spent quite a bit of time in India I didn't look up you know best places to shoot in Mumbai or or you know I didn't even look at other people's photos because I get worried that I will be um, trying to recreate them in some way. Or, or, yeah, or, or trying not to recreate them. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about it too much and not just letting myself go and, and take the shots. Um, and then sometimes, of course, you're going to you're going to have copied something or stumbled across it. It's very, I mean, some of my pictures get copied a lot um, that I see on Instagram and, you know, the, you can tell when something's been influenced by it or when someone's actually set out to copy it or when, or when it's just like a freak coincidence. It's obviously mm. quite quite telling. But I prefer to go to a place, experience it for the first time and and be fresh. And like it's that kind of freshness and not knowing what what's going to be there around the corner that, that keeps you, well, it keeps me like super engaged and mm. generally produces the best shots. Yeah, I think I quite I quite sort of like unsuspecting places. Like if I'm traveling, you know, not so for photography, but more just for sort of inspiration and, and to write or whatever. I love the kind of places that it doesn't really make sense for you to be. Like there are certain places that, you know, are like the ends of the earth and are very like out there, but it still makes total sense, you know, if you don't have to ask someone why you went the Galapagos, like because it's like beautiful and amazing. But I love it mm. when you go to those cities and the locals are like, what the fuck are you doing here? Mm. Like, no one comes here. There's nothing going on. And it's like, well, it might seem that way to them, but to an outsider, like, those places are really interesting. It makes me think of when we we spent some time in Fukuoka last year in, in Japan, just out of, it wasn't a place we'd chosen. It was more out of necessity because we had to catch certain trains and planes from that area. And there were zero yeah, tourists, were there? Zero tourists. And you're really, like, putting yourself in the daily life of like people who live there and tend to work like these office jobs. And that's like, that's kind of more interesting to me sometimes than going to a place that is it's like a huge temple or something. Yeah. That yeah. is wild, but it's still in some senses, like a, a not a tourist spot, but like a spot that people go to. Mm. Yeah. And I, I totally, totally agree with you. And you know, when I was in uh, Havana, for example, there, there's all the popular areas that, that you go to and the Malacan on the front where everyone shoots and, Loads of iconic pictures have been done there. Uh, but up, my favourite parts were like, we spent time with his family, spent a couple of days with the family mm. and just got taken around by them to, you know, saw their daily lives. And, and that produced the best shots for me. Uh, just meeting their friends, going to like a religious ceremony, you know, things like that. And where people, yeah, again, like you said, are just looking at you like, why, why, why is this person here? You know, you should be down on, at the cigar shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like looking at how cigars are being rolled you know that kind of thing because that's what everyone does um yeah, yeah i think and- yeah, that having those those roots into communities and stuff is is so huge and like i like to from a more just a traveling and enjoyment of traveling perspective i like to think i'm pretty good at that now in that i never i wouldn't even occur to me to like look up places to go when i go to a place i literally will fly there and just like go into the nearest dive bar or wherever and just speak to the barman a little bit and be like where should I go yeah and you're always going to get way better suggestions than you would yeah I tend to always ask like taxi driver from the airport uh, you know get into a chat with them and how long you lived here and show them my pictures and be like you know even if they have no idea about street photography or photography at all if no interest um they will still be you know it's happened so many like in Chicago it happened mm. the guy was like oh yeah yeah okay you should try this area 
And he said, you know, you get, and he said, I never really thought about it like this before, but there's like these train tracks and you got this light coming through and there's all these patterns. <laughs> I was like, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Thank nice. you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I went there and indeed the, it was great for photography. Yeah. And I don't think I would have found it. It was like five, 10 minute cab out of the main bit. It's the most extreme example of that. And this unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. It's been dismantled, but I was in New Orleans, Louisiana, which, you know, one of my favorite places. Mm. Um, got talking to a girl there and she was like oh you've got to come around to see this house out in one of the wards like one of the quite remote wards and it's kind of a bit of a squat house in the back garden they had taken they'd found this there was like a disused water park nearby Mm. and they had taken all the flumes all the tubes from the water park and turned it into a five-story tree house in the back garden we're like all connected by a tube and rope. So that's, one, and, that's probably one of the coolest things you'll li- ever yeah, see. Yeah, and this guy literally came out on a giant motorized bunny that he'd built out of like a shopping cart. It was like, welcome to like my weird like adventure land. I was like, this is the most insane shit I've ever seen. And it all came, you know, because of that 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 moment of contact with a, with a stranger. Yeah, and and those are all the best stories, aren't they? For sure, they always are. Yeah, the worst thing you can do is go somewhere and like get a guide and oh god, yeah, and then you know. I've had it a couple of times where I've had a guide who I've needed someone for translation purposes and, and they've just, I've had to explain like multiple times, like I'm not, I don't want to do the tourist stuff. I'm, I'm not interested in the gift shops. Mm. Like, please just try and take me around to some uh, places, you know, and, and try to explain things like that. So, but then, and then often they'll get it and be like, oh, right, okay, yeah. I imagine from a street photography's perspective as well, like, what better way to make some like a subject clam up than for you to have like a guide with you? That's not like a conducive to being like, yeah. a bit of a ninja, is it? No, but sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. Like in some countries, like in Morocco, people really don't like being photographed out there. Uh, it's part, it's a cultural thing. And, you know, like in London, people don't mind. People don't, really, they kind of ignore you if you take a picture, then they generally don't care. Uh, out there, they really, really, really care. So it helps at points to have, like, not even a guide, and just, like, got talking to a local, or like, a, you know, a teenager, and be like, could you help me out? Just, like, talk to them, explain what I'm doing, and, you know, if, if anyone gets angry, and I'll give you some, you know, £10 or whatever at the end of, you know, for a couple of hours. And, and, um, and that does work. But I mean, other places I've really enjoyed, um, it's weird. Like sometimes I'll I'll go somewhere and I'm fully expecting to love it. Like when we went to Seoul mm. I, in, in South Korea, I, I thought I'd love that and I didn't at all. <laughs> I mean, it was mainly the light was, do you remember how the light was? It was, yeah. just, it was just like so hot and muggy and just cloud and no sun ever well i think well i think of like all the power lines will stand out to me yeah, which they have the potential to be like quite like interesting like from a photography perspective i i, I, don't I enjoyed it for, more than you but um for some reason i just didn't connect with it at all uh, i don't know why i mean i'm sure it's a great place and we mm. only spent a week there didn't we or yeah so. but um there have been some places that I've really enjoyed, like Frankfurt. I was thinking, oh, you know, can't wait to get out of there. You know, I'm really, but I really enjoyed it for some reason. I mm. just, I found it really nice. It was a small town, and like Salzburg as well. That was another place that I didn't expect I would enjoy to shoot in, but ended up having a great time. Um, and then there are some places that are just very frustrating. Uh, like the first time I went to New York, it wasn't my best ever trip. I, I love it now, and I've done like a whole project there now, but it was uh, just hugely overwhelming and, and like, what the hell am I going to do here? And again, there, there was there was that thing where I'd seen so many pictures in New York that I just 
was trying not to fall down the trap of just repeating loads of pictures. And of course, I've, I've done some, you know, like with the famous steam coming out of the subway vents and all that. Like, it's hard not to be mm. tempted into shooting with that. But the I Oculus, think, yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, the, that's the thing. The Oculus is kind of a new thing. It's like a one-off building out there. If, like, if you think about New York architecture, there's no other building like the Oculus. No. It's, it really is a one-off on its own. Like, it would fit more with, in, like, you know, London, I think, than there. Yeah, it's so instantly recognisable, isn't it, when you see it in the photo? It's such a brilliant play, yeah. But yeah, it's good that I'm glad that, in spite of the fact that there's maybe more photography in New York than like there has been anywhere on earth, that you've still found it useful because it is such a fun place to be and to shoot. Mm. Yeah, and and it's 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 got so many different districts, so many cult, different cultures as well. It's, it's similar to London in that way. Most, I, it's like kind of London, like ramped up to me. The thing I've always loved about New York is like. And yeah, I think maybe we spoke to Joel Merowitz about this, obviously, as he's pounded the streets a lot there. It's like, just life is so, like, raw and ready in front of you there. Like, you can't... You walk down a street in London and everyone's kind of minding their own business. You walk down a street in New York and there's, like, some guy's, like, got a circular saw and is just, like, cutting a door in half. <laughs> like, someone else yeah. is, like, doing something absolutely bonkers. And it's like, you can't even make it down a street without the most weird just like stuff happening like life being lived out in the open there which is always really fun yeah which we definitely hide over here mm. <laughs> uh, but again what another place that I didn't fully expect to f- fall in love with shooting wise was uh, like in the mountains so I've done quite a lot of stuff skiing and that was almost like a challenge like it's pretty hard to think of a more different environment than a city to you know a ski slope uh, but it was it was very fun applying the lessons and knowledge you know and experience that you gain in one genre and trying to turn that and use it on something completely different and see what comes out of it. And I think that there are links between the skiing pictures and the city stuff. It's still geometric. It's still uh, it, obviously they're very different inherently, but. I think you can tell that they're my pictures kind of thing. Mm. It's, it's not like, oh, here's just a random photographer's ski shots. I think they look like they belong in, in with my, yeah, with my stuff. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that for someone interested in, like, geometry and minimalism and, and lighting that those places would be of interest to you. Like, Yeah, I mean, it was weird, though, because I figured out that I preferred the days when it was overcast, so I didn't... So that uh, there were no shadows, and I would get uh, just that totally white-out look um, yeah, it makes sense. And stuff like that, and, and yeah. trying all these weird, weird. Te- yeah, it, it got me thinking, and, and that's what experiencing a new place should do. It should trigger new ideas and uh, inspire a slightly different aesthetic out of your pictures, ultimately. And I know not, not everyone can travel all the time, and uh, but it, it's it's a, it's a great thing, I think, for anyone who feels like they're in a rut photographically, just to. Not to not to lean on the buying more photographic equipment side of things, but just to maybe go somewhere different, like go yeah. shoot shoot on a beach, or you know, if you've never shot on an underground on the London underground, or you know, wherever you live, just I don't know, just to try something different. And and I find that provides you know, using the same equipment, you can get a very different thing going on. And uh, isn't it amazing as well how even just like a subway system in a different part of the world can feel totally new and interesting to you in a way that another mm. subway system that you're used to. And the only difference is really, you know, some of the, the shapes to it and the colour, and yet you feel way more alive, you know, on a 
the you know subway in Tokyo than you would like here necessarily. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like I've I've shot so much on the London Underground here that I've almost stopped seeing pictures anymore. Mm. Well, like I see pictures, but they're just the same one. So there's only a, it gets to a certain point where you just think I've got to stop just doing this picture again and again and try and look for, <laughs> for other things. Um, but I really want to go to like Moscow and see the subways there. I've heard that they're the the deepest and the most lavish, like in the world. Yeah, Russia's just fascinating in general, isn't it? Really, and so vast. Yeah, I haven't been there, uh, so so that's another place I'm really looking forward to going. Uh, Russia, I really want to go to Iceland again. Uh, I want to go to um, South America, as in the south of North America, <laughs> the deep south. Also, South America. I've only been to Colombia, uh, but I'd love to go to Brazil and Chile. For some reason, I've got. I've, over. Yeah, I've always really wanted to go to Chile. I really yeah. want to go there. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Iceland. Like it's the maybe the one place that I've been to where you know we are we are also like used to these photos that are often you know somewhat oversaturated or they're they're played with to a point where it's hard in the twenty first century to not feel almost disappointed when you go to somewhere because yeah. it doesn't look like it does in the photos. It can't. It's not been like you know <laughs> the real life hasn't been retouched. But Iceland's maybe the only place that I've been where like I've just been like oh my god like it's there's just so much beauty and variety and it actually like lives up to <laughs> your expectations it's incredible yeah, yeah. so I, I need to go out there and, and do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, where else would I really like to go I've, I've been to Africa twice I, I, well Morocco counts as Africa as well so I've been to uh, Rwanda and Ethiopia and I thought those places were insanely beautiful um, and I so I'd love to to shoot more of Africa, but yeah, it's it's all, it's all just too much, too much stuff. Mm-hmm. And now now that I kind of work as a photographer, it's kind of well, it, it tends to be the case that I will travel somewhere because of work, and then we'll also shoot. And it's better because if you're paid to go somewhere, it's it's often it a lot the, easier than yeah, than, takes the pressure off a bit as well because you yeah. haven't like taking yourself there to, to produce to, yeah to produce and and although there is a, a like i often do like a couple of times a year try and take some time to um to go away on my own and fund a project or just fund a trip like i went to hawaii last year after i was done with work in san francisco and that was just amazing obviously. yeah that was so fucking random i remember messaging you like why are you why are you even in hawaii and you're like no reason really i'm just here <laughs> i just just wanted to see it and you know all the songs about hawaii man like, you know, i gotta go see it and i just got a little car and i drove around um i went to pipeline beach where all the big wave surfing is and uh it was, it was amazing mm. and you know maybe if i'd been there uh, or like sometimes you know if you, if you if you go somewhere on a job you, you don't have the option of, of just sneaking out and seeing stuff uh, and, and you know maybe just going no I'm, not, I'm just going to spend three hours here waiting for a photo you know you can't really do that sometimes on a, on a commission uh, or if you're doing a workshop or something abroad you know mm. it's not about your pictures it's about making sure that everyone's learning properly as well so so yeah it's important but yeah, I've got a couple of trips now coming in, which is exciting because I, I just started telling myself that oh, like, oh, the photographic industry is just going to be destroyed. Like, why would anyone care about photos after all this? <laughs> you know, it's surely going to be like one of the last. You know, like art is going to take some time to recover, and it probably will. But fortunately, uh, some stuff's coming through now, mm. so I'm positive that 
it will be okay. Yeah, and well, I think we, we also talked about like how I, th- I think I really want you to see the deep south because I think you'll get a kick out of it. And mm. likewise, I think you have a, you have an inkling that I'll enjoy Cuba, and we're going to try and bring those two together in one trip. I think. Yeah, although um, weirdly, two sides of the same coin in some way, which is interesting. But um, yeah, it'd be cool. I've heard that Miami's very much uh, it's got a very strong uh, Cuban popular uh, mm. society and uh, community. Community, that's the word. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it'd be quite interesting to spend some, a week in Miami and then yeah. do a week in I watched a documentary the other day, it's called um, Tuba to Cuba. And it was <laughs> literally about like jazz in New Orleans and how, and, and they're kind of migrating down to Cuba and the kind of relationship between the two. I was like, wow, that's incredibly on brand. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I guess just to like finish up, and this obviously been more of a street photography orientated thing, that totally makes sense. I think, Ooh, from, yeah, yes, yes, how it should always be. <clears throat> I think the thing just to chime in on the, on the film side, I think it's interesting to me. And one of the reasons that I love film so much is that so little has been done in a way that doesn't feel like that with music and uh, photography in some senses is like most countries or places on earth you can probably find a good photo there but so few places have been given you know really like beautiful cinematographic kind of like film treatment Mm. so it's why I don't know when I'm thinking about script ideas it's always like if I can tell this story in somewhere different and new that's really exciting because you could set it in New York but we have seen that every angle of the Chrysler building, you know, yeah. in that sense. So being able to place those things is sometimes what, is yeah, what some, actually some like elevates like minor it. city in Indonesia or yeah. something. <laughs> Just do that for a change. Yeah. There's a, there's a film made recently with Alicia Vikander called Earthquake Bird. It's on Netflix. It's not a particularly amazing film, but it's all um, set in like uh, in Japan in the 80s and just the just the experience of being in that place is is part of the a big part of the enjoyment of the film is much as the plot, if not almost more so in some ways. And that can sometimes really be the case. If you pick the right environment, everything else can kind of fall into place. I feel like films often tend to create brand, like there's so many fantasy films and like, you know, like mm. so many f- space films as well, where we seem intent on like creating a new place or like so many films where cities are destroyed as well. and <laughs> Things get blown up, <laughs> which which is interesting as well. But no, you're right. There, there should be a... Um, well, the, it's not practical, though. It's just so difficult to make a film anywhere. Like. Mm. Location location is so important, though, and it does, like, lead a lot of those decisions. Like, I mean, we rewatched There Will Be Blood the other day, and, like, if if the process of uh, refining oil took place in a lab, it would that would be a very different kind of film. Well, the thing so. I like about films is, like, for a film to be made about real life, it has to be a really extraordinary story for it to you know like Moneyball or yeah for, for someone to actually dedicate all the effort and time that goes into making a film it's got to be something bl- bloody special I guess and, and, and there just aren't enough that, that many special <laughs> things that have ever happened I think unlike photos which don't require such a huge um, you know great plot or anything, you know it's just kind of like go out there and do it true although my, my, my kink is movies that are just about nothing really that was fun and really fascinating which is a recent one with uh, Matthew McConaughey called Moondog uh, no, the beach bum, Moondog's his character, and uh, it's just about him wearing flame shirts and just wandering around uh, Florida, getting high, and then literally nothing happens, but it's quite enjoyable. Really? <laughs> and it's kind of kind of impressive that these things get made when they're not about a thing, you know, they're more just about 
a place and like how life is in that place. Yeah, well, and and a lot of photo series are exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, it's, it's just like a meandering, ex- like just slightly like nice aesthetics of just like a, a photographer's. Uh, maybe they've lived in a place for a certain time, and it's just like his five years of photos from this place, and that's yeah. it. You could totally, it would be interesting to, you could totally pair street photographers with certain films or filmmakers, couldn't you, in a way? There are some, like, in the way that, you Well, know, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> you could say you could even start a podcast talking, talking, <laughs> talking about similarities and crossovers between film and photography. Yeah, I don't know why that felt so mind-blowing to me in that moment, but... <laughs> It's what I've been doing. It's what, oh my god, we're actually doing it right now. <laughs> That's going in the edit. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, I'm glad we had the discussion. I'm looking forward to getting out there. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. And we'll catch you soon. Catch you all soon. Thank you for listening.